Next paragraph. When Vikramaditya became king, Ujjaini, a great capital, and Kalidasa, its poet, the age of India's forest retreats had passed. Then we had taken our stand in the midst of uh, the great concourse of humanity. <laughs> the Chinese and the Hun, uh, the Scythian and the Persian, the Greek and the Roman had crowded around us. But even in the age of pomp and prosperity, prosperity the love and reverence with which its poet sang about the hermitage shows what was the dominant ideal that occupied the mind of india so what was the current memory current of memory that continually flowed through her life so in this paragraph he is referring to vikramaditya the great king and jaini becoming a great capital city so so uh, the earlier things were changed um, the poet kalidasa uh he is uh, focusing uh, more on uh, the forest or the memories of uh so he is focusing uh, more on the age of india's forest and uh, then we had taken our stand in the midst of great concourse of humanity the various uh tribes the hun the scythian the persian the greek the roman they have crowded around us and india became the center of these uh uh these outsiders and even in that age of very pomp and prosperity uh, we were uh, we were great much or uh, we were influenced by the age of or uh, the importance of forest uh, so uh, though we were prosper economically prospered our country become economically prospered kalidasa still sang about the uh memories of forest or the importance of forest or nature and uh, the love and, but even in that age of pomp and prosperity the love and reverence with which its poet sang about the hermitage so till now the poet used to sang about the importance of hermitage or the importance of nature or the uh, life in the forest that was the dominant idea occupied in the mind of the indian people so though india become culturally uh, forward or economically forward uh, the poet like uh, kalidasa they sang about the uh, life of hermitage that was deeply rooted in the mind of indians and that was the current of memory that continually flowed through her life so that memory was very dominant in the mind of indian people the memory of or the life of hermitage or the importance of uh, forest life that was dominant in the mind of indian people so in kalidasa's uh, drama shakuntala the hermitage which dominates the play overshadowing the king's palace has the same idea running through it the recognition of the kinship of man with conscious and unconscious creation alike the hermitage shines out in all our ancient literature as the place where the chasm between man and the rest of the creation has been bridged so next reference is about kalidasa's drama shakuntala in shakuntala also the drama begins with mentioning the life in the forest where shakuntala resides and both life is there uh, the palace of dushyanta is also referred but more importance was given to the life in the forest or the hermitage of shakuntala and um, the same idea running through it the recognition of the kinship of man with conscious and unconscious creation alike and in all our ancient li- literature the more dominant uh, fact is or we are giving more prominence to uh, the hermitage or the life in forest it shines out in all literature 
where we can see the difference between man and the rest of the creation so in kalidasa's drama shakuntala the hermitage which dominates the play overshadowing the king's palace has the same idea running through it the recognition of the kinship of man with conscious and unconscious creation alike so it also shows uh, the importance of life in the forest and uh, the strong relationship of man with all other living beings in the forest and uh, the hermitage shines out in all our ancient literature as the place where the chasm between man and the rest of the creation has been bridged next reference is ritu samhara it is clearly a work of kalidasa's immaturity the youthful love song in it does not reach the sublime reticence which is in shakuntala and kumara sambhava but the tune of these voluptuous outbreaks is set to the varied harmony of nature's symphony the moonbeams of the summer evening resonant with the flow of fountains acknowledge it as a part of its own melody in its rhythm space the kadamba forest glistening in the first cool rain of the season and the south breezes carrying the scent of the mango blossoms temper it with their murmur so next reference is rudu samhara he clearly says rudu samhara it is an immature work we doesn't see the sublime feeling as we see in shakuntala or kumara sambhava rudu samhara lack the sublimity Uh, voluptuousness means pleasure loving the tune of these voluptuous outbreaks is set to the varied harmony of nature symphony uh, and reference to places the moonbeams of the summer evening the sonorous sound of the flow of the fountains fountains means waterfalls then it acknowledges it as a part of its own melody in its rhythm sways the kadamba forest glistening in the first cool rain of the season and the south breezes carrying the scent of the mango blossoms tempered with the murmur uh, that is he is uh, clearly giving a beautiful picture of that place next paragraph kalidasa in almost all his works represented the unbounded impetuousness of kingly splendor on the one side and the serene strength of regulated desires on the other In Shakuntala this conflict of ideals has been shown all through the drama by the contrast of the pompous heartlessness of the king's court and the natural purity of the forest hermitage the drama opens with a hunting scene where the king is in pursuit of an antelope the cruelty of the chase appears like a menace symbolizing the spirit of the king's life clashing against the spirit of the forest retreat which is charanyam sarva bhutanam bhutana where all creatures find their protection of love and the pleading of the forest dwellers with the king to spare the life of the deer helplessly innocent and beautiful is the pleading that rises from the heart of the whole drama never oh never is the arrow meant to pierce the tender body of a deer even as the fire is not for the burning of flowers so in this paragraph uh, other says about Uh, the importance given by Sha- kalidasa that is uh, to the life of hermitage or uh, the life in the forest he is uh, giving uh, in all his dramas we can see it is dominant the life of hermitage is dominant that is in almost all his works represented the unbounded impetuousness of kingly splendor on the one side and the serene strength of the regulated desires on the other so we can see a see a sharp contrast between the kingly life or the life in the palace and also the life of hermitage or life in the forest we can see a sharp contrast in all 
almost all the dramas of uh, Kalidasa in all his works. So, this conflict is clear in Shagundala. The contrast of the pompous heartlessness of the king's court and the natural purity of forest hermitage. The heartless nature of king and also is contrasted with the purity, natural purity of the forest dwellers. And uh, this Shagundala, it, um, this, uh, this drama opens with a hunting scene. And uh, the hunting scene, the king is in pursuit of a deer. Uh, and Lepi means a deer. And this chase, that is here, the king is chasing this deer, trying to shoot an arrow. So the cruelty of the chase, it appears like a menace, a fearful thing, symbolizing the spirit of the king's life clashing against the spirit of the forest retreat. So the chase itself uh, gives an idea in the mind of the reader there. Uh, the spirit of the the spirit in the of the king's mind is again contrasted with the natural serene character of the uh, forest dwellers which is sharanayam sarva pudana where all creatures find their protection of love they need care love and affection here the king is in pursuit of he is um, in very good spirit to chase or to kill the deer so all the plead and the pleading of the forest dwellers with the king to spare the life of the deer, helplessly innocent and beautiful. So the deer can be again we can identify with the life of the forest dwellers. They are innocent and beautiful, and uh, they are pleading for the life of the innocent people. And it is the pleading that rises from the heart of the whole drama. Never, oh never, is the arrow meant to pierce the tender body of the deer, even as the fire is not for burning your flowers. Next reference is Ramayana. In the Ramayana, Rama and his companions, in their banishment, had to traverse forest after forest. Traverse means travel across. They had to live in leaf-thatched huts to sleep on the bare ground, but as their hearts felt their kinship with woodland, hill and stream. They were not in exile amidst these. Poets brought up in an atmosphere of different ideals would have taken this opportunity of depicting a dismal colors the hardship of the forest life in order to bring out the martyrdom of Ramachandra with all the emphasis of a strong contrast. But in the Ramayana, we are led to realize the greatness of the hero not in a fierce struggle with nature but in a sympathy with it. Sita, the daughter-in-law of a great kingly house, goes along the forest path. We read, She asked Rama about the flowering trees and shrubs and creepers, which she has not seen before. At her request, Lakshmana gathers and brings her plants of all kinds, exuberant with flowers, and it delights her heart to see the forest rivers, variegated with their stream and sandy banks, resounding with the call of heron and duck. So in Ramayana also we can see Rama and his companions that is Lakshmana and Sita uh, they were banished from the palace and they have to live in the forest for 14 years. So they have to travel across the forest and they have to live in leaf thatched huts and sleep on bare ground. But as their heart felt a strong relation with this forest or hill and stream uh, they never felt that they are in exile. They are they never felt 
the loneliness in amidst this uh, sufferings because they are very they have a very affinity towards this uh, forest so actually they were very happy they never thought that they have a life in exile and poets uh, brought up in an atmosphere of different ideals would have taken this opportunity of depicting in dismal colors the hardship of the forest life in order to bring out the martyrdom of the ramachandra with all the emphasis of a strong con- contrast so here the author is trying hard to give a difference between uh, the difference between uh, of two life that is uh, one is they have a very good life uh, palm just life in the palace and another is uh though they were in exile they have a, a keeping a may or maintaining a good relation with all the uh, living uh, beings inside the forest and never they felt that they are in exile so they were is trying hard to give a that is they would have taken this opportunity of depicting in uh, dismal colors the hardship of forest life in order in order to bring out the martyrdom of ramachandra and uh, also giving emphasis of a strong contrast but in the ramayana we are led to realize the greatness of the hero not in a fear struggle with nature but in sympathy with it seeda so uh, in forest they are having a very peaceful and happy life it is clearly depicted in the or uh, in ramayana we never see that uh, rama is having a uh, very fear struggle with nature or any internal conflict in the mind of drama and he is in very uh, keeping a also uh, a good relation with uh, sita also the daughter in law of a great kingly house and they goes along the forest path as we read uh, that she asked rama about the flowering trees and shrubs and creepers which she has not seen before at her request lakshmana gathers and brings her plants of all kinds exuberant with flowers and it delights her heart to see the forest rivers variegated with their stream and sandy banks resounding with the call of heron and duck so uh, here in ramayana we can see uh, how far uh, they are interested or they are their mind is filled with happiness with the sights in the forest next paragraph when rama first took his abode in chitragoda peak that delightful chitragoda by the malyavadi river with its easy slopes for landing he forgot all the pain of leaving his home in the capital at the site of those woodlands alive with beast and bird having lived on that hill for long rama who was girivana priya that means lover of the mountain and the forest said one day to sita when i look upon the beauties of this hill the loss of my kingdom troubles me no longer nor does the separation from my friends cause me any pang so at first when they are exiled from the palace uh, they resided in uh, this peak chitragoda uh, it is beside um, beside this uh, this malyavadi river so that beautiful sight after seeing that beautiful sight uh, rama says he forgot all the uh, troubles that is he was never disturbed by the loss of his kingdom and he is free from all the troubles of exile and also uh, he was not affected by the separation from my friends or it caused me any uh, trouble and this beautiful sight of chitragoda it forget make him forget all the pains of leaving his home 
the capital city in the capital at the site of those woodlands alive with beast and bird when i look upon the beauties of this hill the loss of my kingdom troubles me no longer nor does the separation from my friends cause me any pang so that was the comment made by rama when he was residing in chitraguda near malavadi river so this past ramachandra's exile now in woodland now in hermitage the love which rama and sita bore to each other united them not only to each other but to the universe of life that is why when sita was taken away the loss seemed to be so great to the forest itself so when he was exiled he has to uh, resign in the forest that is now in hermitage the love which rama and sita bore to each other united them so even though they were uh, have a life of hermitage they were strongly united their love was powerful not only to each other but to the universe of life that is they respected and allowed the ender life in uh, forest that is why when sita was taken away the love seemed to be so great to the forest itself so uh, that is the reason when sita was subjected by ravana it was a great loss for the whole hermitage of all forest so india hold uh, sacred holds sacred and counts as places of pilgrimage all sport which display a special beauty or splendor of nature these had no original attraction on account of any special fitness for cultivation or settlement here man is free not to look upon nature as a source of supply of his necessities but to realize his soul beyond himself the himalayas and the vindhya hills are sacred her majestic rivers are sacred lake manasa and the confluence of ganges and the jamuna are sacred india has saturated with her love and worship the great nature with which her children are surrounded whose light fills their eyes with gladness and whose water cleanses them whose food gives them life and from whose majestic mystery comes forth the constant revelation of the infinite in music scent and color which brings it awakening to the soul of man india gains the world through worship through spiritual communion and the idea of freedom to which she aspired was based on the realization of her spiritual unity so india holds sacred and counts as places of pilgrimage all sport which displays a special beauty or splendor of nature so every place which is is considered as a sacred every place which have a beauty and splendor of nature we intense consider or respect it as or consider it as very sacred uh, maybe they have no uh, it is not a place of original attraction or any other special features but we consider it as sacred and man considers nature as a source of supply for his necessities as a source as a resource and also a place to realize his soul as a place of self realization and we are considering the himalaya and vindhya hills also sacred that is uh, and also the rivers a majestic rivers in himalaya and vindhya they are also considered as sacred then lake manasarovar and the confluence of the ganges and the jamuna it is also considered as sacred so all places in nature uh, that is uh, the places uh, which have its own beauty and splendor were considered as uh, attractive and sacred by indians we have a respect for them so indians has saturated with her love and worship to great nature with her children uh, with which her children are surrounded whose light fills their eyes with gladness 
and whose water cleanses them and whose food gives them life and from whose majestic mystery comes forth the constant revelation of the infinite in music scent and color which brings it awakening to the soul of men so all the places in nature which is considered sacred where is uh, its own splendor or beauty and attraction so all these places we indians consider them as sacred and we worship nature that is uh, the reason is you know, these place when we visit these place they are able to fill our eyes with joy or the beauty of the water or the uh, the purity of the water cleanses our soul and mind and the place where whose food uh, gives us life and also uh, the majestic mystery that comes forth the constant revelation of the infinite in music scent and color and also the places where we are we got a self realization which influences our soul so all these places we consider as sacred and we are preserving it sacred and holy in our mind so india gains the world through worship through spiritual communion and the idea of freedom to which she aspired was based on the realization of her spiritual unity so among all other places india uh, worship nature they have a spiritual communion with the nature uh, we know if we look uh, upon our ancient literature we can see that the importance of hermitage in the life of saints and all other things so through her spiritual communion and also about the idea of freedom to which she aspired was based on the realization of her spiritual unity